baby. Yeah, you're gonna hate this podcast. Oh, man. Three, two, one. Good day or evening or morning. I don't know what time it is where you are right now. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Bowl Full O History. I'm your host, Rick Doolidge. Do you know if you if you say the name of the title quickly, it just sounds different. Bowl Full of History. Sounds like you're saying Bowl Full of History. <laughs> that's the that's the fun part of the name of this show. <laughs> well, anyway, are you ready for a scary ride? Okay, put on your seatbelts. Three, two, one. Mm-mm. Now, now, out. Ah. Anyway, on a cool, crisp evening in late October of 1989, a meteor entered the Earth's atmosphere and silently crashed into Clipper Cove, a little tiny inlet in San Francisco Bay's Treasure Island. This was no ordinary meteor. It was a breeding ground for an organic life form that was in hibernation until it was a reawakened with Earth's lush oxygen levels and warmth. It would take a few months for these pods to become fully grown and ready for... (laughs) Well, you'll find out in a few minutes. Meanwhile, a band by the name of Metallica was finishing up their worldwide journey of destroying eardrums and forcing skulls to smash against the stage with delight and justice for all. Lars, the drummer and founder of the band, became obsessed with the sound of Motley Crue's latest album, Dr. Feelgood, which was a pathetic dive for the crew because they were pretty much washed up and were at that point just trying not to drown. It was produced by a man named Bob Rock, whose band, the Paolas, was discussed across Canada like this. Hey, have you heard that new Paolas album? Those guys suck. You've got the eyes of a stranger. And that was it. Dead. Nothing good coming from them anymore, eh? Yeah. And that Bob Rock keeps putting his finger in everything good. Fucking ruins it. What's that guy's claim? I don't know, but watch. He's going to single-handedly destroy music in the future. What an asshole. Hey, I'm thirsty. You want to go for a beer? Oh, yeah, beer. Beer solves everything, eh? Fuck Bob Rock. Yeah, fuck Bob Rock. Instead of taking note of this red flag, Lars felt the need to meet with this Bob Rock. No one else in the band knew about Lars's lust for meeting Bob Rock, so he secretly flew to Vancouver to get an autographed copy of Dr. Feelgood and buy up whatever Paola's albums were collecting dust in the local record shops. When Lars returned home to San Francisco, there was a beautiful plant pod lying in the entrance to his home. Finding it cute, Lars picked it up and brought it into his bedroom to help him sleep better. He had just recently read an article about plants giving off oxygen or something like that. Through the night, the plant pod cloned Lars. It copied every single freckle, every single hair follicle. It even approved of Lars' lust for Bob Rock. The next day, clone Lars disposed of human Lars's remains in a garbage truck. He took a drive to talk to the rest of the band about letting Bob Rock produce their next album. They all said, No! At that point, they all went over to Lars's house and broke all his Bob Rock paraphernalia. But the clone Lars had no emotions. Instead, clone Lars gifted James and Kirk 
with a clone-making plant pod. Jason Newstead was still a new band member, and no one liked him, really. So he didn't get a plant pod for a gift, because why give him a gift, right? Seriously, no gifts for Jason. The next day, Clone Kirk, Clone James, and Clone Lars disposed of old, dried-up human remains in a garbage truck, then held a band meeting. Since Jason was the new guy, he didn't have any say in the production process. So they all, except for Jason, decided to let Bob Rock ruin Metallica forevermore. The end. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this spooky story. I'm your host, Rick Doolage. <laughs> Are we cut? We're, we're clear. Yep. Give me some of those chips, Charles. Uh, the name is Chuck. Huh? Uh, what was that? Chuck? Uh, my apologies. Pass me a few chips, Chuck. Please. Mmm. Mmm. Thanks. You know, Chuck, I bought the Black Album when it hit the street. Yeah? What'd you think of it? Horseshit. I listened to it for a week, thinking maybe I was going insane. That maybe somehow my ears were failing me. But nope. I opened my car window and tossed it out. Hopefully it was crushed under someone's wheels. What a piece of musical garbage. If they weren't gobbled up by that body snatcher plant, maybe they would still be making great music. Sad. It's really sad. I'm glad that I was able to tell the, the truth to the world. Hey, let's get a beer. Sounds good, buddy. I can go for a beer. Did you hate it? Did you hate it? Oh, did you hate it? Oh, I know I hated it. Ah, hate it. Oh, hate it. Yeah.